0: Well, hello there and welcome to the Sensibility Podcast. Today we have Cara Mollica. Um, Cara is a money coach like me. We did our training together some time back. I think it was a few years back now, two or three. Yeah, so it was a while ago. Um, and we we both run quite different businesses and we're both incredibly punish, uh, passionate about um, money coaching. So I really was excited to get Cara on to have a chat about her business, about her process and really sort of, you know, remove some of those layers and misconceptions of, of what money coaching really is. There's still a bit of a confusion to what we do as money coaches. So welcome aboard, Kara. Um, Kara's business is called Savvy Wealth as well. So, and she is on Instagram and you're on Facebook as well. Yes. At the end of the show, I'll give you some um, information on how you can contact her. There'll be links in our show notes and whatnot.
1: But um, thank you so much for coming along today. Thanks, Amy. It's so great to be here. We're talking about my favorite subject, money, which um, <laughs> I mean, we could both talk about for like hours and hours or days upon days. Um, and I think it's really important that we, um, you know, open up the conversation and a more Honest, vulnerable, raw conversation around money. Um, 100%. And what it really means. Yeah. Yeah. Quick question.
0: What got you interested in money coaching?
1: So it's interesting. Like my entire life, I've been fascinated with money and numbers and this whole concept. And, um, You know, I thought financial planning was the answer to that. As I I really, I love helping people. I love inspiring and motivating people. And so I went down the path of, of financial planning and it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. But I found that there was like this missing link. And when I really started analyzing my clients who were getting amazing results and those that were having some challenges, I realized that that missing link was really around their thoughts, beliefs, patterns and behavior around money. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't about how much they were earning or, um, you know, their assets or anything like that. It was ultimately around their thoughts um, and what their beliefs were and, and how they were getting in their own way. So, yeah, that got me really interested and fascinated in the psychology around money and how our thoughts influence our behaviours and ultimately play out in our lives. And, um, and it's so interesting with money is that we've never really looked at it in this way. And society and culture um, and our conditioning is, is not to look at it like this. It's like practically what do you need to do? You need to, you know, spend less than you earn and, Um, you know, focus on those real practical elements and there's not enough focus or emphasis on the thought patterns and beliefs around it. So that was really my journey um, along the way. And then, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, we did our money coaching training together. I think it was the beginning of 2019, which is an incredibly powerful and transformative experience for all of us in in that room that weekend, um, nice. and that's where I really saw the power, the power of it.
0: Yeah, and you um, have a real focus. Uh, your process is different to mine. We have sort of work. We we do find our own sort of way and model our own way of coaching our clients. And uh, because I'm also a practicing advisor, I sort of do. Have more of it sometimes a practical approach because we've got some results we want to kick as well as dealing with the past and dealing with the emotions. So you really have a different way of uncovering and really healing someone um, with their relationship with money. And you talk sort of say it's, it's more of a focus on energy. Can you sort of give me some insight or give us uh, listeners insight to your process and some of the things that comes, comes up through the process with money coaching?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So um, this is never about money for money's sake. This is always about designing and creating the life that you really want to live. It's about time freedom and location freedom and doing meaningful work that you love. And money is simply a tool that enables us to do that or inhibits us from doing that. So what I do with my clients is we go on a journey and we go back through our earliest memory in childhood of money and every single belief and thought that we have around money. So all those things that says, I'm not worthy of having money, I don't deserve to have money, who am I to live in that area or stay in that hotel? Or it has to be really hard and I have to work to the point of exhaustion in order to be worthy. Or I can't have happy, um, you know, content, connected relationships and have money. I can't have a good family life and have money. And society is constantly throwing all these ideals on us that it has to be done a certain way. And then we come up with these stories that we tell ourselves ourselves Over and over and over again, and we form beliefs, but we've never gone back and said, well, is that actually true? Is that my story? Do I want to believe that? Does it have to be like that? So we go, go on a journey where we really, um, we go back and we look at what's happened and it, it can be quite emotional. Um, it often is very emotional and it is, it's really deep healing work around things that have happened throughout our lives. And, you know, there'll be tears, there'll be anger, you know, there'll be a whole raft of different emotions that you go through. But what this enables us to do, it, it brings awareness to it first and foremost, but it allows us to then release those emotions that are trapped in our body, they're trapped in our subconscious mind. And, you know, 95% of the day we're coming from our, we're operating from our subconscious. We have 60,000 thoughts a day and 95, 99% of them are the same as what we had the previous day and the day before that and the day before that. So if we're not aware of what they are and if they're shitty thoughts, let's face it, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I don't deserve that. That's what's actually driving our decisions. So what this process does is it allows us to become aware of them and then ultimately clear them from an energetic perspective. Now, part of this is simply deciding and choosing that we want to to have a more empowering belief. But just because we intellectually decide that, or all of a sudden I'm going to decide that I'm worthy of having money, we need to keep going back to this process and do it over and over again because we've had 30 or 40 or 50 years of programming and conditioning and it's a process of rewiring our neural pathways so that our default is that we're worthy of having money or, you know, that it, We can make money from doing work that we love. We can have a great family life and relationship and have money. So that's our default as opposed to it's going to be really, really hard and I have to sacrifice. Or rich people are evil and greedy and I don't want to. So therefore, subconsciously, why would you attract money? Because then that would make you a bitch or greedy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's there's so many stories we all tell ourselves, and um, you and I have come across many of them. But I mean, there's a common ones you've just sort of stated, you know, money is the root of all evil, or there's a sacrifice if I needed to, if I'm going to have um, the successful career, I, I can't have the family either, because I can't have both. Um, you know, and my my goal with my clients is always saying, getting all this right means you can have your cake and eat it too, because the cake will never run away. It never runs out. Every time you have a slice, it, it becomes a cake again and you just keep having that slice. And that's the idea is you have your slice, your cake and eat it too or, you know, some other kind of metaphor. But it, we've, we've, it all comes down to reprogram, reprogramming our minds. So I want to get an idea of some of the exercises you um, put your clients through or processes you put your clients through to reframe, re, you know, Jig that brain of ours which can be very it's it's um quite rigid the way we are the way we're designed and we have a lot of addictions because of our our thoughts so yeah. not only do we i'm opening a can of worms here we not only do we have these thoughts we're addicted to how those thoughts make us feel yeah so it's actually so many things going on in our bodies because of what's going on in our mind so how do you really work on that on an energetic perspective
1: yeah, so there's a, a couple of different things that we do. So there's really a, a thought model um, and a going through the limiting beliefs process that I, that I do with my clients, but also I get them to do it on a daily basis. So what this is, is it's actually sitting there and saying, okay, the first thing we do is we get really, really clear on the desired vision, like what are you trying to attract into your life? What are you trying to manifest right now? And we have to be crystal clear on that. So let's say you want to manifest a a holiday with your family, which is going to cost $20,000. So we're super crystal clear on that. We then go through a process of okay, when you state that desire, when you state that goal, what are the thoughts that immediately come up? Oh, I shouldn't spend that money on that when I need to do this thing to the house, or we really should have that in savings or we really should invest that um, or you know the kids need something else and it's not worth it so what list out every single thought and belief that comes up when you state that desire and then the question is well from a neutral perspective does, is that ultimately true does that have to be true for you of course it's not of course it doesn't have to be true it's not a all conversation, it's an and conversation. So it's like, okay, no, that doesn't have to be true. What's a more empowering thought I can have? What's a more empowering belief? And this is where a lot of people come unstuck. So we often try and go from total disbelief to I can have, you know, a million dollars and, you know, sail around the Caribbean on a yacht. Well, we can't get behind that because it's too big of a jump. So we need to go through, like, what's the next best thought I can have? So that may be I'm willing to believe that it's possible that I can have this holiday with my family. I'm willing to believe that, you know, I have options and that I can make this happen. And then we look at, okay, well, if I choose to keep believing my old limiting belief, what's the likely outcome? Well, you're not going to get your holiday. It's not going to happen. And, and then it's like, okay, if I choose to believe this new, more empowering thought, what's going to happen? You're so much more likely to be able to achieve your goal. So this is something that I get my clients to do regularly. And when I say regularly is you need to, once you start doing this work, you notice your thoughts a lot more and you pick up on them. So this is like a daily practice that we need to do. It's fixing so, your brain muscles, really, your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and teaching our brain. Um, it's like rewiring the neural pathways in our brain to believe something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so then on top of that, um, I always get my clients to listen to many affirmations when they first wake up in the morning and just before they go to sleep. So, it doesn't have to be long, like 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the evening. And again, subconsciously, this is rewiring our neural pathways and our beliefs around money. The other thing that we always do is I get them to actually visualize what they desire. And when you visualize, it's also about feeling. So, we have to actually Feel in our body that this is possible to actually feel and the reason for that is when we change how we feel we change our energy we change what energetic state we're in and once you change that energetic state you vibrate at a higher frequency and that's when you're going to attract what it is that you actually want so when we're stuck in our shitty money stories and we all have them it's just um, we've all got these limiting beliefs around it. We're in a low vibrational state. So as we go through this process, as we change these stories, we change our emotions and our feelings. We come back to higher vibrational feelings multiple times a day, which then raises our frequency and our vibration. And all of a sudden we start seeing opportunities. Now, these opportunities were always there. We just weren't seeing them, we weren't open to them um, and we allow more and more of them to flow into our life and then we'll have different ideas, we'll have inspired action or we'll, maybe I could do this particular part of my business differently. Maybe I could launch this product. Maybe I could reach out to this person and then that leads to a conversation and you meet someone else which leads to something else. Um, so it's like this whole kind of spiral effect. But what we're doing here is raising our vibration. And it's we've we've got this idea in our head that everything has to be hard. Well, actually, no, it's the opposite. The more we're in joy and happiness and loving life, the more of that we're gonna attract into our life.
0: 100 percent I actually created a um a vibrational chart that I send to clients so they visually see it so when you're um just sort of even in mundane state or complaining or what where they're at but once they're sort of at a space of just a little bit of um gratitude that's yeah. that's just the beginning that's just the start of where they should be elevating themselves to to be in that space of really shifting your energy and your vibrational state, which is quite powerful because often we go, oh, yeah, I can just be positive and pay that bill and be really positive about paying the bill. But it's just, you know, start this, they're just changing their narrative verbally but they're not actually feeling it or really being it. They're not stepping in that total shift of going, hell, yeah, my, my income is keeping this roof overhead. How amazing do I have it where I live I live right across the road from the park I'm up the road from the beach this is really amazing I mean how grateful am I to have that and then I'm so happy that I can pay this bill to keep my roof over our head you know these kind of things changing our concept and I'm using a really basic example here but I totally am um, hearing you with that changing your vibration and it's all scientifically proved it sounds like wishy-washy stuff but this is stuff I mean if anyone knows of Joe Dr. Joe Dispenza and um, there's other, uh, excuse me, scientists that actually um, have proven this. This is um, neuroscience and quantum physics working together and we, our brains are designed to do that magic.
1: It's pretty amazing. It is and it's it's how we're supposed to be operating. It's like we've gone so far away from that that it's coming back to where we should be, where our um, bodies and our, you know, our vibration should actually be. So there's a couple of things that you said there. So yeah, gratitude is so incredibly powerful. Um, and I love what you say about, you know, being super grateful for your flow of money. So grateful for the way that money's coming into your life and the way that money's going out. And I understand that this can be challenging if you're, you know, struggling around something. But honestly, by changing that energy, um, it changes everything. So, you know, and it's also a decision that, okay, this is the reality at the moment. And I'm saying, like, never be ignorant, right? We need to know our numbers. We need to know where we're at. Don't bury your head in the sand, but make it like a ritual where it's like, I'm so grateful to pay this electricity bill because it means I have electricity and it's freezing cold at the moment and that means I can have heating. Or I am so, so grateful that I have the ability to have, you know, this amazing nutritious food. Just because we're grateful for where we are doesn't mean that we can't be striving for what we actually desire, but it helps elevate our vibration.
0: Yeah, and I also add in there, I'm grateful for the things that are coming, the opportunities that are on, on their way. And that's sort of, I guess, with the visual, visualisation and, you know, if you've got the goal to go on a family holiday, we have got the goal to reach an X amount of money in money and investments or just so that you know, okay, I've got that. Some people want that tangible financial security and they want to see it in their bank account and they've got a goal to get there. Um, it's It's about actually already seeing it ahead of you so seeing yourself getting on the plane seeing yourself you know or actually pulling out your passport and going that's going to get a stamp soon Uh, right now obviously (laughs) post-covid we're not seeing any stamps we're not getting on planes going international but you know we've got a brilliant country here and we can go from so long long as borders remain open um we exclude certain states sometimes but (laughs) we're not going to be in this situation with covid forever and the fact is that the, the power of visualising and seeing and being grateful for that, the, we've actually got this amazing tool in our heads that can forecast and see things that we actually are going to create. We're the creators of our own story. The problem in you and I see with the money coaching is that the story we're in has been created by our childhood and some of the stuff that we've heard from our parents or from school or from people of influence in our lives that have actually created this sort of narrative that have have us sort of in this sort of really murky water, so to speak, and unaware of really the amazing creation that we could actually have because we've actually subconsciously created something that we, uh, mediocre. I mean, there are people that actually have this ability naturally and they can do it naturally, but. Most of us sort of get sort of side, sidelined along the way, sidetracked along the way with the stories and then there's insecurities and then there's, you know, another situation that occurred that they didn't expect to happen and that really damaged them all. Then there's a relationship that um, they thought was going to be amazing and then it's completely destroyed them. Yeah. And, and then not knowing how to pick up the pieces and then it's actually affected
1: who they are. And that's the trauma that we deal with and we've got to undo as coaches. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, you mentioned and you touched on that, the quantum physics sort of part of it. And the, the visualization is to help us actually feel the emotions of being there. So we can like literally sit here, close our eyes, and I can be in the Great Barrier Reef snorkeling with turtles right in this moment by creating those images and those pictures in my mind. And there's a number of different ways to do this and, you know, visualizing and meditating is like some people love that. Um, and that works for them. Other people is actually writing it, writing it out. It's like future scripting. You know, it's July, 2021. I can't believe it. It's so amazing. I'm snorkeling the Great Barrier Reef with my family. The kids are so excited. We're all ecstatic. It's so warm. It's beautiful. Um, it's, it's incredible. We're creating those feelings. And then, you know, there's things like vision boards as well. And, you know, people are like, oh, it's just this kind of woo-woo stuff. But we create it in our mind first um, and then we, we can attract it into our lives. So it's not to say that that's not possible for that to happen if you don't, but it's going to happen a hell of a lot quicker if you're visualizing and you're in that state. It's
0: it's quite um, amazing how our brains actually operate, but we don't even use. It. I think how what is that statistic? It's like we only use a small portion, not even five percent of the the ability of what we can do with our brains. So, and this part of it is, as you said earlier, the the um, ability to really manage our subconscious and how much we actually allowing our subconscious to, to basically run our lives. I mean, when you think about that, I just think about those sort of old newspaper clippings and the satirical cartoons where, you know, you've got all of these businessmen sort of, they're like robots dragging themselves to work in the city. And, you know, that actually then one day wake up and they're in their eighties and got nothing, to, No experience, nothing to show for it, and I guess that's sort of one of my one of my motivating factors with my life and how I want to create my life is I don't want to be looking back with regret. I don't want to look at my children and go, "I missed this." You know, that's exactly what motivated me when I started my business when they were my boys were toddlers was um, because I thought, well, if I work for myself, I have the freedom to. Work during school hours and then be present after school. And then when they go to bed, if I have to work, I'll work when they go. You know, when they're asleep or whatever. And that sort of, we've all got the ability to um, do what we what we dream and wish for. It's yeah. just a matter of getting the confidence, getting the tools, which is what you and I do. Give people the right tools and um, breaking through some of the barriers and change our stories. So can you give us some more examples on how you can really change someone's story?
1: Yeah, so um, one of the other tools that I use is really around forgiveness. So this has been so incredibly powerful in my own life, but also in the lives of a a lot of my clients. So we don't realize that by holding on to these stories and these things that have happened throughout our life, that we're actually impacting, um, subconsciously we're impacting relationships as well as, you know, what's happening in our external reality from a financial perspective, kind of life perspective as well. So, um, yeah, one of the most powerful things that I've seen is around forgiving not only other people but ultimately, you know, forgiving others is about it's for ourselves, it's to set us free it's happened you know it's in the past it's happened and and I'm not saying don't feel emotions and like obviously if you need to go and get support go and get support but when it's you know a story around an event that's happened that you know you've created an in your mind that You know, mum was stressed at the time and I wanted, you know, a chocolate or a toy in the shop and, you know, she said, no, you can't have that, you don't deserve it. She didn't actually mean that I'm not worthy and I'm not deserving. It was in the moment like she was doing the best that she could. Don't hold on to that story now and think that you're not worthy and deserving of having money. Forgive her forgive yourself um, release that because that's what creates the space to actually believe these new more empowering thoughts it creates that space to be able to to move forward um, so it's really yeah just being brutally honest with yourself about what these stories are um, and also deciding that I'm choosing right now to have a different belief, to look at this differently, to move forward differently, because I get to choose. I get to decide.
0: Hundred um, percent, and that really comes back to what when we sit here and go, what what am I forgiving? Who am I forgiving? What's going on there? That's why it's so important to really start from the very beginning, and we. Go through that childhood, by you know, the, sort of the money bio. So, work out what's going on in your subconscious. Let's look about. Let's go back to your youngest memory, as you brought up earlier in the in the session. As like, well, what? Why do we do that? Well, You've sort of answered exactly why we do that. It's so important to actually understand what these patterns and behaviours are, where they've come from, and then more importantly, how to let them go, because. You can have them and carry them all of your life. And in my one of my stories was that, you know, my parents went through a divorce. So one minute we were traveling overseas and dad was sort of CEO of a big business that was going international and we were very comfortable. I was very little. I was only about five five years old. And then next thing I'm living with a mom who's a single mom who, um, you know, is in the supermarket saying, no, we can't afford that. can't afford that and we can't afford this and so one one year I'm celebrating mum buying a new brand new car and we're going overseas next year we're in a supermarket and I I'm you know I'm too scared to even ask if I can have my favorite cereal yeah (laughs) and it's a completely different and and that sort of really causes this in my world and I look at it go ah now that makes sense one minute we're flush you know my world is sort of um famine or feast You know, I see that a lot with other people. It's like one minute things are doing really, really well. Next thing, it's no, uh, it's it's incredibly restricted and I can't afford it and there's something that's just come out of the blue that's blown my finances out. And it's because earlier in my childhood that pattern occurred. And so subconsciously I attract that same pattern constantly. So I've got to work on removing that because there's nothing worse than going, oh, wow, we just finally get up. Got on top of all my finances, I'm investing, I'm back on track, and then I have to sell stuff and I have to change, you know, I've got to restructure the business and I've got to it's all and having to turn around to my kids and go, sorry, we can't afford that at the moment. And this is a truthful, you know, no bars hold here. This is actually a truthful um intake of my money coaching experience and the journey I've had to go through to mm-hmm. sort of master the same art that, you know, we have to have <laughs> as as coaches.
1: Absolutely. And, and so subconsciously, you know, your belief is that money is inconsistent, that sometimes they have money and sometimes they don't. And I see this a lot with um, a small business owners, you know, coaches and entrepreneurs um, that it's cyclical and it's mm-hmm. really looking at well, why is that? And then, you know, going through the process to decide that, you know, it's going to be different and you can just decide that my income's consistent. And it goes up and up. I'm not available for anything else. But we have to do that deep inner healing work to enable us to get to that point. Yes. So my story was really around um, I had to work really, really hard in order to be worthy of having the things that I wanted. And it was when when we did the money coaching and I'd moved to Sydney um, from Perth beginning of 2017 it was. And I decided that I wanted to go and travel the world for like three or four months. So, um, yeah, I'd moved to a new city. I had a few friends here, you know, not a lot. I'd gotten um, a contract position and I was getting paid a day rate. So I decided that I needed to work as much as possible. So there was one point where I literally worked 28 consecutive days. Because I, and I realize this now after doing this work, but subconsciously, I didn't believe I deserved to travel the world and enjoy myself unless I worked extremely hard to the point of burnout. And because I thought it was like, oh, well, we're getting overtime now. That might not be available later. Well, 18 months later when I'm still on that project, I was still doing overtime, you know, like it's, I created that reality from the beliefs that I had. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until I went back and I changed that story that I no longer have to work incredibly hard to the point of burnout and exhaustion to be worthy of having the things that I desire that's no longer my story but I love this um, yeah we we have to work through all of this and you know this is it's been an ongoing journey uh, you know, yeah that's so.
0: why I shared mine because it's like yeah. you it's it's something you have to constantly master and um you know seek your own coach as well along the way mm-hmm. because there are times where you just go oh, it's it's we're all in the situation where sometimes we just are um, can't see the, tr- the trees among the forest or the forest among the trees um, when you're in it's so thick in yourself. So having someone call it out and remind you or bring it to your attention, and then that's where that amazing energy work and shifting and releasing and taking that away can really transform. And I love that you you're making you're sort of doing this on a daily basis with clients. You're just, so the affirmations and everything. Now, talk. let's go back to that because I was going to ask some time ago and we've gone into this amazing tangent. Um, I mean, we could, we could do a series on this because there's so much that we could talk about and actually really break it down. But affirmations, do you create that? Are you working cre- uh, on affirmations with the client or do you have
1: a resource that you're using? Um, so I do have a resource, but I also work with a Um, specifically on an individual basis with clients, depending on what comes up for them. So we go through the process of identifying, you know, in a screw conversation and um, the the coaching where they come up with, you know, what's getting in their way? What are their limiting thoughts and beliefs um, that's stopping them from getting to the point where they want to be? And then... Um, we jointly kind of create an affirmation that feels great for them because it, it is quite you know individual depending on your active or you know dominant archetype um, and it can be different for everyone. So I have both. So I have like the the more general um, money affirmations that are great for everybody, and then. I specifically create ones with my clients which are relevant to their personal circumstances.
0: Nice, nice. Um, and how long, because we all have our own process, so how long do, you do would a client expect to be working with you? Because I know it's quite a process for me and I, I always encourage clients would say, do about four weeks or something, then we, so we break it up more and sometimes they just come back to me at an at a, at, ad hoc sort of process. But um, I remember you saying that you've got a different, you sort of actually yeah. do a longer period of time. So can you go through that, how long it takes?
1: Yeah, so um, I work with my clients on a 90-day basis. So the reason for that is 90 days is a uh, it's kind of long enough for us to really set the foundations, for us to really – Go back and identify, you know, all those stories that they've, um, they have around money, look back at all of their memories and what's happened. It gives us then time to, you know, energetically release some of those more sabotaging beliefs and then to start to embed the new, more empowering beliefs. Um, so I, I think it's just yeah, it's a good amount of time for the fan found- to set the foundations. Um, but I will say though that it is this is a continuous process. Mm-hmm. We're never going to get rid of all our limiting beliefs. Look, we're humans living a human experience. We're we're gonna have these things that come up. But what actually happens over time is we get quicker and better at identifying them mm-hmm. and. We can at being able to change our state. So something that may have took taken me like a couple of hours to work through or a day to work through previously, you know, will now take me half that time. And as we go on, you know, the, the same limiting beliefs can come up and show themselves in different ways as we up-level. Every time we go to the next level, we're going to hit blocks um which is similar to the previous ones, but they just show up slightly differently. And so then our job is we've got to go back and work through it. And and it's like when we think the thing that we want isn't going to happen, that's when it's most important that we continue to believe and we go back and we do the work again and again and again because it will work. It does work. We need to just, you know, go through the process and and teach ourselves to believe because we want a quick fix, but Mm -hmm. this is 30 or 40 years of conditioning. (laughs) There is no such thing as a quick fix. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not. Um, But having said that, sometimes like there'll be a point where things just click and it all changes for you. And that can happen at any point in the journey. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, one of the things that we both um, have used and and is a great tool to bring awareness because we talk. You just mentioned to me, you know, you'll start, you'll learn to recognize um, patterns and behaviors. Is the use of archetypes can help us recognize characteristics, um, and yes, I, I remember when I um, first did my training, and I came home and. I went through that with my husband. I said, this, this is what sort of my, my archetypes. I'm a bit of a, um, a bit of a martyr at times and I'm quite a victim. Martyr and victim kind of be best friends sometimes. And then all of a sudden, my husband was great to go oh, you're just being such a martyr at the moment. <laughs> like go, dad, I wish I never told you that. Like, that's not fair. Um, but I think it, it really brought my, because mothers, and I find women, often yeah. fall into that. It's a very easy archetype for us to, in this society, um, and I can put my feminist hat on here, but in quite the patriotic society that we are in, we do take on extra load and then we can be quite resentful for that. Um, some of us are earning less than our male counterparts or, um, you know, they're, they're, they're doing more housework in, their, in at home or more child-rearing at home than their partners or whatever the case may be. Um, and that causes resentment and it causes um, frustration and all sorts of, you know, behaviours. And you start seeing these patterns. So that's when I can actually call out and go, well, that is the characteristics of a martyr or that there's the innocent who just wants to be rescued or puts her head in the sand and just denies, denies, denies any responsibility unless someone's going to look after them kind of thing. So using those archetypes can help um, shift some of the behaviours to a point. Um, and I know you, you only, you do work with them initially, but you do, it's just to get people aware of that, those behaviours What's your process, and how you how do you introduce uh, and use the uh, archetypes in the money coaching process?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm sure similar to you. So um, the first kind of couple of weeks is really around identifying those archetypes and and what the shadow archetypes are and how strong they are, um, and then that's where I will personalize and kind of customize the next steps for the client as you know, if there are um, a high innocent where they're really anxious and stressed um, and overwhelmed by money, then, you know, some of their actual kind of action items or tasks is around being more mindful and aware of what's going on. So that may be something as simple as opening their net bank and looking at the balances every day or opening the unopened bills um, and just having a, a sense of awareness of what's going on around them um or if they're a martyr then it may be around uh taking time for themselves so and this can be like five minutes of you know before or after your shower in the morning you sit on the bed and you take deep breaths or you visualize for five minutes but it's It's about it being consistent so and and habit stacking. So that's why I'll always say do this directly before or after something that you do every single day. So, you know, having a shower, brushing your teeth, eating breakfast, you know, because then we don't forget. It becomes just part of our routine and it needs to become part of our routine and something that we do every single day. And sure, you know, we may miss days here and there, but, you know, ultimately that's that's like how we live our life. That's what we do.
0: I like the uh, concept and the term called habit stacking. It's, um, I've, I've read, you know, I'm always reading books. There's lots of resources and I know you're the same. We've always constantly got yeah. a library and i actually have one day update my website where I'm going to have a whole list of books that I could recommend. But this is exactly what we all be you know, we all need to do is create these changes and actually make them new have create them as new habits because what's going on in our subconscious are just to be true, habits, are just thoughts yeah. that are constantly happening that have been molded since a very, very early age. Like I've, I've got a toddler and I watch her and um You see how they're little sponges and they're taking in everything and they're learning new words every single day. But that's what they're going to be doing until they get about 12, 13, 14. They're going to keep going until they become these responsible adults. But what's going on, and this is something that blew my mind when I sort of really understood the way our brains operate, is that we are still making we're making a lot of decisions, including financial decisions, with our child's brain. Yeah. With that, like like my little girl, like I'm looking at her going, unless we start reinforcing and changing some of these things in ourselves, we're always going to revert back to that little person who's learning and taking and be, being that sponge, who's creating all those habits to set yeah. her, her or him up for life. So that's why you might be in a position where you've got to, Great job, lots of responsibility, but all of a sudden, in your own personal life, you can't, for some reason, even though you're earning you know great money, pay your mortgage on time, or just get on top of your finance, or save, or make that extra contribution to your super because your advisor tells you to, but you don't do it, and that's all because you're set in that childhood
1: sort of yeah. space, you know. So, so I love this idea of stacking. Habit, yeah, stacking. so the habit stacking, um, it comes from atomic habits, yes.
0: Yeah, so I, I was gonna, I thought it was, yeah, James Clear, yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: with the, um, yeah, so what you're mentioning, kind of about operating from you know your childlike kind of mind, is that's an, another part of the work that we do, is it's this inner child feeling, so making our inner child feel safe and heard. But then acknowledging, well, no, adult me is the one in the driver's seat now. I'm capable and I'm going to make clear, discerning financial decisions. Um, but often, you know, we're really hard on ourselves um, and we beat ourselves up. And the things that we say to ourselves, we would never say to our friends. We would never say to our, you know, partners or colleagues We're very hard on ourselves so it's around like making our inner child feel safe so we can then you know allow ourselves to make decisions more consciously yeah
0: it's it's quite an incredible journey that you go through and that you will you take your clients on and anyone who's thinking about be, um, becoming a, a client to a money coach you're going to embark on an incredible self-discovery journey. It's pretty incredible, and and the result of that will be empowered. Will be that you um, take ownership of these decision makings. You are the adult in the driver's seat. But also, as I said earlier, I love the concept. You have to cake the need it too. You can have the holiday. Um, you know, you can have the latte. Enjoy money. Money is actually there for us to enjoy and have a positive relationship with.
1: And I think that's the thing. It's like it's okay to want to be rich. It's okay to want to have everything that you desire. It's not going to make you a bad person, you know. If you're, if you're a good person, then it's going to enable you to, st- you're still going to be a good person, but it's going to give you the tools to do even more. How many more people can you help? How much more can you serve? You can have a bigger impact. You can donate to the charities that you really want to donate to. You can, you simply by showing up differently for yourself, you give others permission to do the same. You inspire others to do the same. And I think it's just so, so important. Um, you know, women now, we have the opportunity to do this and we can step into our power. And this will quite literally can change the world. We get more into the hands of good-hearted women. They will do amazing things. We need to just believe in our heart of hearts that we're worthy, that we're deserving, and we can do this and we can have this. And then we need to be prepared to go on the journey to actually unlearn all the bullshit stories we've told ourselves for like years upon years upon years and deserve that um, belief that we can have it all, whatever that means, you know, whatever that means to you and it's going to look different to different people. But we don't have to stay in this kind of really predetermined idea of what our lives have to look like. You know, you go to school, you go to university, you know you get married you have 2.4 children you go to work and you go on one holiday a year and that's it that's your life it doesn't have to look like that we get to
0: choose that's right that's right our lives don't have to be cookie cut
1: definitely not
0: and we have the choice to choose happiness choose freedom choose choose more ask for more want more you know and that that's something that um is also liberating is actually going it's okay i want to be rich it's okay that i want more money i want i want more money because i want to do this this and this with it you know i want to play with money i want to enjoy money i want to invest money i want to employ more people with my money so that i'm enriching other people's lives so that i'm doing more positive things for the world that i'm doing i'm i'm there's an act of service that i'm doing with my money you know that um it isn't the root of all evil it isn't and that's that's one thing that I often hear is it's ugly or it's gross or it's this or it's that the other one is often causes anxiety and fear or um a panic so there's this you know quite a few different types of but you know emotions and behaviors that I experience with with um, money, and I'm sure you do as well through through clients.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and a lot of this is actually so easily
1: resolved. It is, it is. We've just um, we've got to be prepared to go there and get the right support to help us through that process um, to really you know dissolve those limiting beliefs and those things that are getting in our way. So the other thing is like. There's $37 trillion in circulation. We get all worried about like claiming a million bucks or, or 10 million, like $37 trillion.
0: Yeah, it's, there's enough for all of us. Exactly.
1: <laughs> there really
0: is. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, we've all got to put things in perspective as well. I have a rule now. um, it's, it's some time ago that I created it and I forget it and then I've got to remind, like, you know, it's flexing the muscle. We've got to remember, remind ourselves and constantly um, do the work. For As coaches as well, as those who are being coached, um, we all have to sort of do that work. But one of them is the five, the five rule. It's not going to affect you in five years' time don't give it more than five minutes. Yeah, exactly. And it sort of saved me so much angst. And I am a really anxious person
1: <laughs> naturally,
0: yes. so it really has fixed things. If it's not going to save me in five years, don't give it more than five minutes. Now, obviously, there's some logic behind that. And you go, okay, I've got to be on the phone like I was on the phone with Qantas for three and a half hours today. That's out of my control. But the phone call didn't have to be that long. And actually, once they realized they'd made a mistake, I can let it go. You go sort that out and come back to me because I know that that's all done. So there's, yeah. But the fact is I didn't have to sit there and freak out about it. I had my phone on speaker so I kept working away, doing my thing. If I don't have that rule in the back of my mind, that would kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just using that yeah. as a simple thing. But you yeah. know, it's, again, flexing the muscles. All the tools that you are teaching your clients if you're doing the – affirmations in the morning and the sort of I call it money mindfulness when I'm encouraging someone to actually look at their bank accounts or be aware of where or opening the bills all those things you're talking about is flexing those sort of thoughts and changing it's it's another way of going to the gym different gym
1: yeah and I so that's a, a great um a great point because we don't We don't think that we can go to the gym once or go to the gym for a week and then we're going to be in shape for the rest of our life. We don't think that we can eat nutritious food and then our bodies are going to be healthy forever and then we can just eat, you know, McDonald's and chocolate for the rest of our lives. So this is similar. We can't just look at this once for, you know, a day or a week or a month and be like, why isn't it magically fixed? It's so true. An ongoing journey. Um, and, you know, it doesn't, I don't want to make this sound like it. it doesn't have to take a lot of time, but we have to give it some effort and some attention because otherwise it's never going to change. Yeah. Yeah.
0: 100%. And uh, I guess it's, this is one of the things that um, we've talked about as well. And what, cause we've got a event coming up. We're going to be workshopping this concept of money coaching. And as an advisor, and I'm sure you experience this when you're doing the advice, it's frustrating to see people who come to you with a I want this, this and this, and they've got these goals, but realistically they're not going to achieve them because they aren't lined with their values, they aren't really in line with who they are, they don't really know what they want because they're not fully in the driver's seat yet. They haven't they haven't had this work or the shift. And this is where the power lies, is that once you actually, I mean, the financial planning part, or even just getting the right budget in place, sometimes this is all it might need. This work, this foundation work, is where the power lies. This is this is the work; it's ongoing, as you just said. It's like going to the gym all the time. When you get that right, the financial planning and the you know all your budget or all of the actually the day to day money in money out,
1: yeah, it's that's just- quite easy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's yeah. it's the rest
1: of it <laughs> Do exactly. you agree yeah it's like reprogramming your mind that's the hard part that yeah the rest of it's easy it is it, it can be automatic but it's um it's changing it's changing our thoughts and our beliefs and and that's the other thing is that's a choice and that's a decision and it's a daily decision
0: yeah yeah I agree with you I mean the I'm I'm like you, you sort of said in Open Confession at the beginning of this podcast that you've been from a very early age obsessed with the concept of money and everything. I am the same. Um, And I think it's it's always evolving for me and I'm always wanting to work on myself as much as I want to help my clients. And I think it's really important that we we see it like that long-term, it's a long-term journey that we all need to be taking. And as you also pointed out, This, our our brains, our bodies, our energy is designed to be elevated, not where we're at. We're we're not living our full potential as human beings. We're not working at, you know, flexing those muscles the way we should.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And elevating ourselves will automatically elevate and rise everyone around you, right? Yes. They'll come with you on this journey and, um, so it doesn't just help you, it helps your loved ones and, and everyone that you're in contact with.
0: 100%. I actually always um, remind people of what, what it's like when people are in love. There's a perfect, when, when you're in the beginning of a relationship and you're fully in love and it's like everything's amazing and there's no challenges all of a sudden and money just seems to flow because you're not focused on anything but this happy feeling. It's, it's yeah. quite remarkable that when you're, you see people that are all loved up that their job, they get the job offers or their job's really yeah. going well or all of a sudden family life has improved or, you know, just, just those little things. You just pay attention to that and it's quite incredible. Yeah, so if you could sort of stay in love with just life. Exactly. In yourself and be in love with yourself and embrace all the good things that you can do that, you're already sort of setting yourself on that journey, a positive journey.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, love, joy, appreciation, these are the highest um, vibrational emotions. So it totally makes sense. But like you say, be in love with life. Like appreciate and be grateful for the small things, for the everyday things, for the sunset, um, for the fireworks, for the fresh air, for the um your child laughing for the conversation you have with a friend like being in love with life
0: yeah that's a great place to start and once you do that it gets quite addictive it does. it does it's really good I need to do more of it and I'm always sort of saying it's something I've got to constantly work at um now I I want to know how do people get in touch with you Kara? how would you like to be contacted
1: Yeah, so um, I'm on all the social medias. So it's wealth on Instagram um, and it's Karamolika on Facebook. I also have a Facebook group um, where I share a lot of information. I have free trainings, kind of free information on there. Um, That's The Wealthy Woman. So, uh, yeah, just um, send me a message and I can send you an invitation and we can pop the links um, in there as well. Fantastic. We'll, um,
0: we'll be putting all those links on the um, show notes as well. And if you do like this, please share, share, share. Um, if you want to talk to us, either either of us about money coaching, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Um, keep an eye out, both Cara and I are working together with AFA at the moment, so keep an eye out for the event we've got coming up, I think, in we just changed the date, so it's going to be in July on money coaching. There was also a, post, a podcast that we've recently done together um, on money coaching with Jackie Henderson. So a um, bit of call to action there, just uh, that we talk about all sorts of different things in regards to um, the money coaching concept. So as I said in the beginning, we could probably do a series on this. It's um, all we're doing in this podcast is just scratching the surface of the deep work that can be done with money coaching, it's quite empowering and powerful um, type of work. So please don't be a stranger. Reach out to us. Um, Thank you so much, Cara. Really appreciate you here today. It's been fantastic talking to you.
1: Yeah, it's been my absolute joy. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I've loved it. Yeah, so
0: have I. Thank you.
1: Thanks. Bye. Bye.